Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of RJ's Pit Stop. Recapping the doubleheader from this past weekend at Pocono. Uh, domination, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin finishing 1-2, just flip-flop for Saturday and Sunday. Kevin Harvick wins on Saturday, Denny Hamlin wins on Sunday. The other two, they finish second place. You know what I'm trying to say. Typical Pocono race. Uh, gotta be honest, once the leader gets out front, gets that clean air, they just run away with it. Really not, not a great finish either day. Um, it looked like Denny was catching Harvick on Saturday, and it looked like Harvick might have been catching Denny on Sunday. But, I mean, what, they still had like a second lead over him? Something like that. Typical Pocono. Nothing special there. Um, all this that we've heard about revamping the NASCAR schedule, can we drop Pocono? Can we just give Pocono one race? Like, let's keep them on the schedule. I get it. You know, go to different markets, go to different parts of the country. I'm cool with all that. But, like, what are we doing here? Like, what? we don't really need two races at Pocono, do we? Like, I mean, let's let's be real here. Um, take one of the dates away from Pocono. Bring back Rockingham. Or, hell, if NASCAR wants another road course, send them up to Montreal. That was a really good road course. Or I've heard there's an, there's some discussions with Road America. Whatever, just Pocono. I, I, I don't think we need two races at Pocono. I think that's one too many. Um, yeah, get rid of that. Uh, a big story that happened during the Sunday race, um, Ryan Blaney flat out dumped Kyle Busch. Uh, he, apparently he got into the corner really hot. Kyle happened to be there. There was nowhere for Blaney to go. Um, wow. <laughs> Just straight up drove through him, took him out, Bush is in the inside wall, another bad day for Kyle Bush. We need to talk about Kyle Bush. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't mentioned it on this show, I don't think, that Kyle Bush has yet to win a race, because it's early. You know, it, it's no big deal. It's not so early now. We're halfway through the regular season. Kyle Bush has not won a race. And after checking just a few minutes ago, he hasn't even won a stage this year. I was totally shocked to see that. Um, this is a guy that has just been pure, the, just the, the definition of the word domination the last few years between him, Truex, Hamlin, and Harvick. The fact that Kyle Busch does not have a win yet this year and hasn't even won a stage. You're looking at a guy that has zero playoff points right now. Zero. We're halfway through the regular season. Now, Kyle Busch can get hot at any minute. And when he does get hot, he can get really annoying because he could rattle off four in a row if he wanted to. Um, so it is annoying. But something's just not right with that 18 bunch. And I'm not really sure what it is. Denny Hamlin's out here. I think he got his fourth win now. He's got four. Truex won at Martinsville. Kyle Busch, what, what a... Man, what's going on here? That's that's the biggest shocker of 2020 so far in a season that's just been nuts anyway. The fact that we're halfway through the regular season and Kyle Busch has not even won a stage, let alone a race, um, that's a shocker. And I just wonder, looking at the next couple races, we have Indianapolis and Kentucky, when is Kyle going to get that first win? Before and then the All-Star race after that, but that doesn't count towards points. 
when is Kyle Busch going to get that first win? Because I'm not worried that Kyle Busch isn't going to win a race this year, because I'm sure he probably will. Again, it's Kyle Busch. The guy's just been dominant since 2008 when he went to Gibbs. But the fact that Kyle Busch does not have a win yet, that is shocking. But anyway, Blaney. Whew. <laughs> Watch behind you, bud. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what exactly happened there. Maybe Blaney just drove it in there way too deep uh, and didn't expect Kyle to be there. Um, I don't know. Maybe there was, you know, a constant battle going on and Blaney finally had enough and said, nope, you're done. Get out of my way. Uh, regardless, Kyle Busch taking the high road after the race, not trash-talking Blaney or anything like that. I got to say, I was really shocked. I was waiting on Bush to start whining and complaining because things didn't go his way. That's the Kyle Bush way. Um, yeah, him and Blaney, man, that'd be a nice little rivalry. If you haven't noticed, I'm all about the rivalries. Whenever there's anything that happens on a racetrack, I jump on it. Let's go. We need we need it. This is what the sport needs. But, or, uh, Chase and Logano, Chase and Kyle Bush, whoever. Kyle Bush, Ryan Blaney. Let's get it. We need something. Um, that'd be that'd be a good one, I think. Kyle Bush, Ryan Blaney. I, I would have some thoughts on that one. That'd be pretty good. Some other good runs. Four straight top fives for Eric Almarola right now. Backed it up. The doubleheader in Pocono got two top fives along with Talladega um, in the previous race. Eric Almarola, that team's starting to get hot now. Maybe Stuart Haas, the rest of the the teams can kind of follow the lead of Kevin Harvick, who's been running great, been running up front. He's got two or three wins already this year. Boyer's just kind of been a 10th to 12th place guy all year. Cole Custer has been out to lunch, honestly. Cole Custer has not been close. Um, they did run decent this weekend, I will say, uh, but he's been the fourth best rookie. And there were plenty of people that thought this guy was going to win Rookie of the Year. He's been the fourth best rookie this year. Um, but four straight top fives for Eric Almirola. Maybe Stuart Haas is finally starting to turn that corner. Maybe these other teams will get hot. We know Harvick's going to probably be in the Final Four wherever that race is. Maybe Phoenix, maybe not. It's interesting to see if Boyer and if Eric Almirola can get up there compete for wins, maybe get a win, lock themselves into the playoffs. I'm not expecting Cole Custer to get up there and do it. I have not seen anything from Cole Custer this year that would tell me that this guy's going to win a race this year or even be in contention for one, honestly. Um, the first race at Pocono on Saturday, Michael McDowell, Chris Buescher, and Christopher Bell all finish in the top ten. Shout out to those guys. The Fords on Saturday were flying. Michael McDowell and Chris Bush are getting up there in the top ten. Good for you guys. I swear y'all have had some good runs here. I can go back and look at my notes, I guess. But Michael McDowell, that team, they're really, they're, they've got some momentum on their side right now. They're really running a lot better than most people thought they would. Christopher Bell, I thought he was going to be the best rookie this year. Because uh, I didn't realize Tyler Reddick was going to be a playoff guy. And I was not expecting John Hunter Nemechek to be this good. Uh, so I was all in on Christopher Bell winning Rookie of the Year. I'll take that back now. But Christopher Bell, top 10, Pocono. Ran good on Sunday, too, till he got wrecked. Hate to see that. Good run for him. He needs that. He needs to get back up there. He needs to beat the other rookies. Um, and also, he's competing for a job. 
I mean, honestly, let's be real. Eric Jones isn't setting the world on fire. I do think he finished third on Sunday, whatever. He's not exactly setting the world on fire. That, that ride right there, that 20 car, might be open. And Christopher Bell, I think Christopher Bell is going to have a lot of success in the Cup Series. And if Joe Gibbs is smart, they might want to go ahead and make that move. Um, I don't know what Eric Jones' future, you know, holds, uh, but I do think Christopher Bell is a guy that's going to win multiple races and be in championship contention at some point in his career. So they might want to go ahead and make that move. So they're done with Pocono. Um, like I said, Pocono does not need two dates, and I think NASCAR kind of understands that. Giving them a doubleheader, getting both of their races out of the way in the same weekend, that's what it feels like to me with NASCAR. Like, all right, we don't really want to go to Pocono. Let's just get it out of the way. What if we run a race on Sunday and a race on Saturday? That way we don't have to go back. That's honestly what it felt like to me instead of that NASCAR because I'm not really sure how I like the Saturday-Sunday doubleheader. I'm not sure. I think it was a good idea for the fans um, as far as you could buy a ticket and go to both races. I think that part of it's cool. But the two best cars finished first and second on Saturday and on Sunday just flip-flop. So I don't know that that really adds any intrigue for me. If we know who has the best car and it's an impound race, they're not allowed to touch it overnight, well, they're probably going to have the best car again tomorrow, right? Why, why wouldn't they? Um, so I'm not really sure how I like the doubleheader. I don't know that I really have a have an opinion on that one. Um, but next weekend, Indianapolis, July 4th. That does not sound right to me at all. I'll be dead honest with you. It's July 4th weekend. Y'all need to be coming down here to Daytona. And you're not. You're going to Indianapolis. Why? Because Indianapolis has completely lost its luster in NASCAR. The Brickyard 400 used to be a crown jewel race. It was sold out. Jeff Gordon winning the first one, Dale Earnhardt winning the second one, Dale Jarrett winning the third one, and starting the tradition of kissing the bricks. Those races were big time. By the way, that Dale Jarrett win in 96, that car looked damn good. Damn good. Probably because my dad painted it. So, the race in Indy used to be big, and it's really just fallen off. Indianapolis Motor Speedway was not built for stock cars. They put on a great Indianapolis 500. The Indy cars always put on a great show there. But when it comes to those cup cars, I don't know what it is about those just big flat tracks. Basically like what we saw with Pocono this past weekend. Big flat tracks just, man, I, I, I'm not into it. And I think a lot of people are kind of, you know, feeling what I'm feeling. Indianapolis is not what it was 20 years ago. Or 25, whatever. It's just not. And so NASCAR, to, to try to draw some intrigue and try to bring Indy back, let's move it to July 4th. Let's make it a big-time party. Well, now the coronavirus hits, and now we're not going to have fans in Indy, I don't think, unless, unless they are, and I didn't see that. So now what? Now you're going to have the most American holiday we have. We are going to celebrate our independence watching a boring Brickyard 400. I hope it's good. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Brickyard 400 is good. I hope every race is good. I hope when they go to Kentucky, when they go to Michigan, Kansas, any of them boring races, I hope they're all good. You know, give me something good to talk about. You know, give me something good to watch for four hours. I hope they're all good. 
but let's be real, it's probably not going to be great. They should be in Daytona next weekend. Now, Florida has seen a huge increase in coronavirus cases, so obviously fans weren't going to be in attendance next weekend in Daytona either, but still, there's just something synonymous for a NASCAR fan. The 4th of July, you're supposed to be in Daytona. That's just, that's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it always should be. 4th of July weekend, Daytona. That's where Richard Petty got his 200th win with Ronald Reagan there in attendance. Air Force One landing on the backstretch. There's something special there. The fire, it used to be called the Firecracker 400 because it was on the 4th of July. It didn't matter what day of the week it was. The Firecracker 400 was always ran on the 4th of July. My dad went to that race growing up just about every year. What do we, NASCAR, you're doing too much. All right? I understand you want to shake the schedule up. You want to do something new. You don't want it to be stale. But there are certain traditions you don't mess with. The Daytona 500 has to be the first race of the year. You got to run the Coke 600 Memorial Day weekend. You got to run the Southern 500 at Darlington Labor Day weekend. And you need to be in Daytona for July 4th. I don't know whose bright idea it was to move it. I don't know if this is an attempt to make people care about Indianapolis again. Uh, but all you're doing is just pissing people off. Uh, and there's a whole list of stuff that NASCAR's doing to try to piss off all the old fans. This is one of them. This is, this is a bad look. NASCAR better keep their fingers crossed. They better hope and they better pray that they put on a good show in Indy on the 4th of July. Because if not, people are going to be like, well, why weren't y'all in Daytona? This is where you should be. And we, you know, and now you give us a bad race for the 4th of July. That just, that, that does not sit well with me. By the way, I know weather usually plays a factor in the, in the Firecracker 400 at Daytona. So maybe push it back. Maybe they want to deal with weather. Well, NASCAR. I lived in Tampa. I've lived here for about 20 years now. Yeah, it probably rains a little less in late August as far, you know, compared to the first weekend in July. But there's a problem. And I don't know if y'all know this or not. Hurricanes. Hurricane season technically is June to, I don't know, September, October, whatever it is. We have... A hot spot right now where we always get hurricanes around the same time and it usually happens around Labor Day and then the weekend after that so usually for week one of the college football season and week one of the NFL season there's a hurricane around well what if this year the hurricane comes a week early you can postpone a race at Daytona because of rain you can move it to the next day you can't move the race to the next day if you've got a Category 4 hurricane about to hit. Now what? NASCAR, you need to rethink what you're doing, the 2021 schedule, whenever it comes out. Move Daytona back to July 4th, please. We can deal with rain. We can't deal with hurricanes because you're really going to have a problem here. Um, but other than that, Pocono, just a typical Pocono race. Fill that place up with water and hold fishing tournaments there. Honestly, it'd probably put on a better show. Uh, I, I'm, I'm tired of Pocono, honestly. Um, Indy, whatever. I'd like to see Indy mean something again, but I don't think moving it to July 4th is the answer. So, 
Um, but anyway, they don't put me in charge, so I don't make the rules, so I'm still going to watch. doesn't matter. And I think they know that. So this has been RJ's Pit Stop.